optimizing your LinkedIn profile to improve your personal branding and professional image with Viveka Monrosen, episode 64. Let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. As always, it is my pleasure to have you here. For today's guest, we have Viveka von Rosen. That's a cool name to pronounce, by the way. She's going to share with us how we can optimize our LinkedIn profile to improve our personal image, our personal branding, and professional image. Whether you're a marketer looking to work for a company or if you're an entrepreneur focused on the business-to-business industry, LinkedIn is very important and optimizing your profile is crucial if you're trying to make the most out of it as a marketing strategy. So without any further ado, let's jump right into our interview with Viveka. So Viveka, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Oh my goodness, my pleasure. Yeah, my. So um, uh, it's pretty interesting what I've seen from you doing my research and all that. Uh, uh, today's topic is going to be about LinkedIn and the benefit for, for professionals and business owners. Why don't we begin by telling our listeners a little bit about how it is that you came to be a LinkedIn expert? <laughs> well, you know, I got the name. Um, <laughs> and, and, and isn't that the way of life? You know, sometimes you have to claim, cl- claim your, your space even before you are an expert in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, literally, I got the, I got the Twitter handle um, and so then have spent the past 10 years trying to prove it's true. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I lucked out. I got into it really early. You know, it, it had only been around for a couple years. There's only, I think, 7 million members at the time, which was huge because there wasn't anything like that. So 7 million potential prospects all in one place was like mind-blowing at the time. Um, You know, I met a lot of the cool, uh, you know, mothers and fathers of social media and and they were wonderful mentors for me and um, and it really worked for my business. I mean, it really, really worked uh, for the business I was running at the time and then Within a year, year and a half, I was able to uh, just do my teaching and training on LinkedIn full time since 2007. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's an incredibly powerful tool. So when did you get started with it? Uh, 2005-ish, but I literally just heard about it and got an account and didn't really, and actually that account was closed because I broke a, a lot of rules that I didn't know about because no one was really teaching on LinkedIn at the time. Right. Um, I really, I, I, 2007 is when I would say I started actively, you know, really actively using it. Uh, I don't think I even knew about LinkedIn back then. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I think I got my Facebook profile in 2006 yep. or two, that, 2007. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, in Facebook, it's it's interesting, but I think it was the birth of Facebook 
that made LinkedIn so popular because until then it was just a business tool, a networking tool, but there was no such thing, you know, in 2005 as social networking. So, or 2003 when it was actually created. So, um, yeah, there was no such thing as social networking until Facebook came out. So I think it, Facebook helped to birth the popularity of, of LinkedIn. And what, what are some things that you were doing, uh, when you first got, got started with LinkedIn? Um, I was running a business center, and so that's how I got my speaking career going. Was um, one of the associations that we were a member of heard that I was, you know, teaching locally. We we our client base was, and it still actually is, um, entrepreneurs and business B two B companies and and small businesses, and so you know, what was true then is true now. But um, I started teaching and training LinkedIn in my own office center to my own companies. Our association heard about it, invited me to my, my first speaking gig ever was at uh, the ballroom of the Waldorf Astoria um, to 500 billionaires, million and billionaires. So I've never had a net worth like that since oh, ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, if only, um, but you know, it's all good. So, um, yeah, so I was able to do that for a little while and, and grow our own business, just kind of networking with locals and, um, because there was a virtual aspect to our business with, with virtual business owners. And we doubled the business in a year using LinkedIn, but I still, you know, I, I wasn't only doing LinkedIn. I was still managing my business, my other business. So that, um, I was fine. And I'm really bad manager. I mean, that's one of the things I discovered about myself. I'm really bad <laughs> Why <manager>. is that? <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I don't like micromanaging. I don't like to be micromanaged and I don't like to micromanage and I don't, I'm not a details person. I'm a, I'm a 30,000 foot view person. So, um, you know, it, 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 when I was able to quit my day job, it was a very happy day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I struggle with that a lot because yeah. um, I am a details person. I, I am very uh, meticulous, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you, you know, want. But I, I hate micromanaging, right? Um, right. I, I don't like spending that much time into, you know, yeah. you know, looking after someone else's work. But, but it, I struggle with that as, for sure. You know, the turning point for me, and then we'll get back to LinkedIn, um, the turning point for me was someone said, do what only you can do. And that was just, that was the best piece of advice I ever received. Um, and hire someone to do everything else. And the day I hired my first assistant, um, it transformed my business. You know, I enjoyed working more. It, it gave me my time back. And trust me, I was charging a whole lot more than I was paying her. So it, it, you know, doing only what you can do is, is really what can take your business to the next level and, and hire help, you know, hire I other people. I agree. hundred yeah. percent. I think, uh, one, if not the number one reason for my, my brand's success has been outsourcing mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. All right. So going back into LinkedIn okay. and, <laughs> and tips, what, what do you mean when you say treat your LinkedIn profile like a website. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So LinkedIn and Google have this weird relationship going on where in a lot of cases, I'll even say most cases, if someone Googles your name, your LinkedIn profile might show up before that you know website you spent $10,000 getting optimized. So it's such a shame when someone goes, oh, okay, there's Vivica Von Rosen. I'm going to click on her profile and it's horrendous. Um, 
we always talk about ROI. What's the return on your monetary investment? Well, what's the cost of inaction? What's what's the cost to your credibility if you have a really bad profile? And so one of the things that make a bad profile is a profile that's full of spelling errors. So if you create your profile first in a Word document, immediately it catches spelling errors. I, I've got to tell you, almost every, and I work with a lot of C-suite um, professionals, a lot of them have spelling errors, not only on their LinkedIn profile, but on their website. So we're pulling content from their websites and, and refashioning it for their LinkedIn profile. So I'll pull it from their website, put it in a Word document, and boom, 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 there pops up three spelling errors. And then we go into their LinkedIn profile and they've spelled chief wrong, right? So the, the one reason to, to do it first in a Word document is to catch those spelling errors, to catch those grammatical errors. And then above and beyond that, you can get a better visual idea of what it's going to look like on LinkedIn. The fields that LinkedIn give, gives you to work within are too small. Um, they're about a third the size of what you actually get. So you can actually see what it's going to look like. You can do formatting. You could add bullets, um, lots of, you know, you can add white space. You can do your character counts to make sure you're not spending too much real estate or not enough real estate. And you have a copy that way of your LinkedIn that you can, if you ever do get shut down, because my, my first profile was shut down. So if you ever do get shut down by LinkedIn, you've got the building blocks to create a new LinkedIn profile. And then of course you can replicate it in other places. If you want to use Viadeo over in, you know, Europe, that's kind of the LinkedIn over in Europe. If you want to use, um, you know, put that content on your website, if you want to put that content on Facebook or anywhere else, um, you, you've got it, you've got some nice copies. So that's, that's what I talk about, you know, treat your, your LinkedIn profile like a website. You want to make sure that it is very professional looking, that there's no spelling errors and that it increases is your credibility it doesn't decrease your credibility right absolutely so if you're treating it treating it like a website you might want to include some keywords in it right Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, thankfully, LinkedIn works way better than, than Google as far as keywords. Basically, the more you have, the better, um, which is <laughs> not to say stuff. Don't keyword stuff your profile because someone comes to your profile and all it says is LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn expert, expert 10,000 times. Well, great. That might get my profile found under LinkedIn expert, but it's not going to, uh, it's not going to, um, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. I mean, people are going to be like, who's this? goofball. So um, <laughs> make sure you plant those keywords in optimal places. Now, what's kind of nice with with the premium account is LinkedIn will actually, I think it still does this. Um, they keep turning it on and off. But with the premium account in the summary section, LinkedIn will actually feed you keywords that it thinks um, will be optimal for your, your site. So if you have a premium account, uh, go check out that summary section and see what LinkedIn suggests for you. Right. Um, I don't have a premium account. No. I, I, I tried. I tried to get free. started on that right now. I'm so mad at LinkedIn actually today. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a great site, and everyone has to be on it, and I'm mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. So, what what are some other uh, you know uh, tips or you know very important things that people have to consider when when crafting their profile for? You know, yeah, professional and marketing reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so LinkedIn finally has jumped on the visual bandwagon. Okay. Um, so they have things like the hero image, which is 1,400 by 425 characters that looks like a, a banner 
that rides on top of your profile. Um, and I, I'm amazed. I'm constantly amazed at people who are not making use of this wonderful um, free um, uh, tool that you can use to brand and make not only brand your profile, but make it more interesting looking. Um, another thing that you can do, of course, is add your photo. And you have to add your photo. Uh, I think the latest statistic I read is you have an 87 percent better chance of someone interacting with you if you have a LinkedIn uh, photo up so or a photo in your LinkedIn profile Um, you know add media so it's all well and good for me to say that I'm a LinkedIn expert but maybe if I could include you know some of the CNN articles and some of the um, you know some of the Forbes articles then people will actually Believe me, um, you know, so any any media that you have, whether it's articles or images or slideshare presentations, anything that documents and lends credibility to who you are and what you say you are, that, you know, definitely you want to add that to your profile. You can add it to your experience and your summary and even your education. Do you have a degree? Take a picture of it on your cell phone, upload that JPEG. Um, so you really have a great ability to prove you are what you say you are. And then I think what is probably more important than all of this is before you even get started or before you get started um, in, in, re, uh, you know, in, in, in re-evaluating your LinkedIn profile, if you've been on it for a while, you've got to be very clear on what it is you do and who it is you serve. And I think the biggest mistake is people will just upload their resume, but their resume is not written in a way and it doesn't speak to the people that they actually want to be working with and serving and helping and selling their products to. Um, And so be very clear on who those people or those groupings of people are and then create your LinkedIn profile to reflect that from your photo. You know, if you're working with lawyers and doctors, very traditional with capital, uh, you know, capital finance um, industries, then probably a suit with a white background and just a hint of a smile for your picture. If you're working with a bunch of uh, creatives, then you can be more casual and you can speak about yourself in the first person. So you just have to be aware of your, your, um, your audience, who they are and what they need and how you serve them. What, what do you think about getting endorsed? Yeah, I have such a love-hate relationship with endorsements. Um, you got to do it, right? So it's it's numbers. It's people look at numbers. They think they're important. If I say I'm a LinkedIn expert, it's one thing. If 99 plus people say I'm a LinkedIn expert, that's even better. So you do want to get those higher numbers. Um, you will get endorsed, especially if you're like me, you're connected to a lot of people you don't actually know. So you will get endorsed by people you don't know for things you don't do. Um, take out the, it's okay to be endorsed by people you don't know. Take out the things you don't do. Um, that's, you know, you <laughs> no sense in, in, in marketing something that you're not going to be able to fulfill. Um, but what you can do with those things is initiate a conversation. So if someone has taken the effort to click on the little box that, you know, blasts endorsements, mm-hmm. uh, if, if someone has taken the effort to click on that, thank them for it. You know, thanks so much for endorsing my profile. Really appreciate it. Please let me know how I can be of service. Please let me know if there's anything of yours I can endorse for you. Um, please let me know what I can do for you. It's 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 yet another touch, you know, and, and people say you need seven touches 
to feel like, uh, to, to, to gain that sense of trust. And so if, you know, the invitation is one of them and I shared an update, that's two. And maybe I posted a published post, so that's three. And then I responded to your update, that's four. And maybe um, I commented on one of your updates, that's five. I'm well on my way in a matter of seconds of building that sense of trust, you know, that know, like, and trust with you that then would lead to conversion into business. Vivera, any key takeaways on uh, optimizing your profile for marketing purposes? You know, as far as marketing, I, I'll come back to who's your audience. You've got to be so clear on who your audience is and what their needs are. Um, don't just put a laundry list of your services. No, no one cares. Right. <laughs> you know, be very clear on do you need to get more leads? Are you... Are you awake at night wondering where your next client is coming from are you awake at night because the state of websites on the internet are atrocious and you know you can help are you awake at night because you know so so focus on what their point of pain is and speak to that and use your entire profile to speak to that um, you can't be everything to everyone you're going to be much more successful if you if you pick a niche market like I picked LinkedIn I could do all social media but well, I can't keep up with all social media, but just picking LinkedIn and, and then in particular, you know, focusing on the B2B market within LinkedIn means that I can speak to my audience in, in a way that they will hear me. Um, so I think that, you know, that 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 30,000 foot picture again is know your audience and know who you how you can serve them and use your entire profile to do that. And I could I couldn't ask for a better answer on that. I'm such a gate <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> uh, focusing on um you know um problems um your audience's pro problems before listing your features and services um Vivica, any place any single any one uh one one location one place you want to send people to to say oh, yeah i gave you three right my main <laughs> website is linkedintobusiness.com um okay. so we've got you know my blog there and, and various ways of contacting me there talks about the linkedin chat and the linkedin blab there so yeah any 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 time you want to reach out to me that's probably the best place to do it that's perfect well Vivica, thank you so much for the tips i hope people know what it takes to create a good profile for marketing purposes and uh, i hope to have you again in the future i would love that thank you so much bora all right i hope you enjoyed that interview with Vivica. For everything mentioned on this episode, head on over to rebelgrowth.com forward slash episode 64. Until next week, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Go out, implement what you learned, and keep on growing.